Hello, hello. Welcome back to Unoriginal Thoughts, hosted by me, Abigail Combs. It's been a minute since I recorded something, and it's been a fun past couple of weeks. I'm not gonna lie, I did record something last week, and I just didn't like it. I have been feeling mentally kind of blocked. I have, like, so many ideas that float around in my head about what I want to share on here. I was having trouble, like, pinpointing exactly what I wanted to say, and anyway, so here I am today with some un unoriginal thoughts, of course, but I hope you had a great holiday season. I hope you had a great Christmas, New Year, whatever other fun holidays you're celebrating. If you're in Nashville, you know that we got some snow. And maybe if you're in a different city right now, you also got some snow. Um, I'm really excited because I'm going to be making some tomato soup and grilled cheese later tonight with pepper jack cheese specifically. I personally think pepper jack cheese is the superior sliced cheese. If you like pepper jack cheese, you know what's up. Is it the best cheese? For sure not. And I could, I could go off about cheese. I love cheese so much. But anyway, before I begin, my friend Davis from work sent me this quote by the Instagram page Daily Philosopher. And it's a quote from Voltaire and he was like, this is for your podcast. This is like your podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. So this quote says, by Voltaire, it says, many stupid things are uttered by people whose only motivation is to say something original. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is perfect. Voltaire summed up my entire podcast philosophy. And yeah, I just thought that was cool. So just thought I would share that with all the unoriginal thinkers out there. Okay, so I'm going to kind of ramble today, but bear with me. I do have an overarching idea here, so you can step into my brain for a little bit, what I've been thinking about lately. Today's unoriginal thought is you're more than the things that you do. Specifically, I'm talking about my job, and I'm going to go into other life things as well, but... If you don't know me or if this, I don't know if this is the first time you're listening to this, I am an ICU nurse and I'm not going to lie, work has just been hitting hard. It's been hitting different, but in a bad way, the past few shifts that I've had. The ICU in general is just overwhelming. When it's, when it's good, it's good, but when it's bad, it's really bad. And overall, I do feel like I have been doing well. I'll give myself credit there. But it's, like I said, it's the bad shifts that suck and that, that really get me down and make me second-guess myself and question everything. And my last shift sucked. Basically, I had a patient, he had COVID, and he was on the BiPAP. And the first night that I had him, he was great. But the second night, he started to get a little confused. And he then he got combative and was trying to get out of bed. And he was just not doing well. And it was a lot because there were, I was constantly in his room trying to reorient him, trying to keep him in bed, trying to keep his mask on because he was trying to rip it off. It was a whole mess and it was very, very stressful. I left that shift with a, an actual headache because my, I just remember there was a moment during the shift where I was like trying to get his labs and he kept moving his arm and my head was pounding and I was like sweating because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't get, get this man's labs. He's going crazy. He definitely threw a punch at me. It wasn't like a hard punch, but he threw an arm at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? 
I've been thinking a lot about how my patients must feel whenever they get to the ICU, especially if they don't have any prior hospitalizations. They don't know what's going on. It's a scary thing for someone to come in and be like, hey, this is what's going on with you. We're going to have to be doing all these tests. We are going to be giving you these different medications. And then the question, what would you want to happen if your heart rate starts to go down or if your oxygen starts to go down and we have to code you? Yeah, like it's like, do you want us to do compressions on you? Do you want us to put a tube down your throat? Those questions we have to ask our patients. It's standard. We have to know these things, but it's also like it can really freak people out for very good reason. I was on nurse talk, nursing TikTok the other day, and I saw this one of this girl Okay, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of like weird the way that she did it. And I was kind of like, why did you make this? But also it actually made me cry. So it was a POV and it was like pretending that you were a patient and the girl that was the TikToker, she was quote, the nurse. And she had like subtitles with the video, like her looking into the camera and being like, everything's gonna be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. I'm here right with you. And then jumps to another scene where she's, like, pretending to code the patient and do compressions on them, which that's the part I was like, that's kind of weird. But also, I mean, yeah, we do that to people. We have to do compressions on them if, if they need it. And then the end of the video was the patient, like, quote, passing. Yeah, kind of weird, but also moved me because I I cried and I was like, oh my gosh, it just brought me back to thinking about how scary this must be for for the patients that I see and that are all across the world in the ICU. When I'm telling other people about my work and my job, I feel like I I sound very chill about it. But then when I stop and think about the things we do on a day-to-day basis, I'm just like, dang, like, we actually do that ish. <laughs> we go through that. And then I think the moments when I'm alone and I'm like really, really thinking about it, I'm like, it's hard stuff that we go through. So I know I had a dedicated conversation with Emily about nursing and being a new nurse, but um, I think these first six months, I'm just realizing again how hard they are. Nursing is humbling. The number of times when I have said something done something that I was just like, Abigail, why did you do that? That was so embarrassing. It's just one of those careers that once you start, you don't even know what you don't know, especially if it's a specialty that you didn't have any really experience in, or maybe you did have a clinical in it, but just it barely scratched the surface of what actually being a nurse in that unit is like. Whenever I leave work, I'm always thinking, what did I learn today? What can I do better the next time? When I have bad shifts that were super overwhelming, I have to take a deep breath and be like, okay, that was work and that sucked and it was stressful, but that is not who I am. The mistakes that I may or may not have made, those aren't me. We are much more than the things that we do. And even more so, we are much more than the things that we do well. I have to remind myself of what I knew when I started this job, aka nothing. (laughs) Just kidding. I did know stuff, but just barely, barely what I needed to know. And reflect on how much I've learned since then and what that process has looked like. 
Um, but I will say, I, I think I have a pretty good poker face. And I for sure ask for help when I need it. I mean, I'm asking questions at work all the time. But when it comes to, you know, a stressful situation, I feel like I'm actually, I'm very calm. It's little things like skills that maybe I don't know how to do or I'm just not good at yet that stress me out. Like IVs or labs. Um, unless their vein is popping or I can like really, really feel it. I'm just not great at it. And, you know, a lot of the patients that we get are dehydrated or they're old and they have really bad veins and it can be, it can be rough. But I also feel like I have struggled with just not feeling confident enough yet to advocate for my patients well. You know, sometimes I, I misinterpret something or I just don't know what to do when a patient's status changes. And so that's for sure when I ask for help from experienced nurses and I'm so grateful for the team that I that I have I feel like the dynamic is good and I can pretty much ask anyone for anything but I sometimes feel like just not knowing or having to ask for help discredits me especially with the NPs and the doctors and I know that's not necessarily true but in my brain it feels like it and I don't like that <laughs> Aside from the fact of me just being new and then knowing that I'm young and new and then adding that into the mix, it can be difficult. Whenever I'm at work, my head is constantly spinning with questions like, okay, what do I have to do next? What do I need to chart right now? Who do I need to contact? What do I need to tell this person? Yada, yada, yada. And I think in my head, I feel like I need to be able to, to do everything by myself. But in reality, that's just not how nursing works. It's not how it is. Like I said, it's a team dynamic and... I don't know. I'm just the type of person that I'm 100% down to help whoever, whenever. But then when it comes to myself, I hate feeling like I owe someone something. And it's not like them offering their help is indicative of them owing me something. But like, I don't know what, maybe that's a pride thing. I don't know. I feel like I need to repay them in some way. Um, but all in all, it's a good reminder for me that help is absolutely necessary sometimes. And like I said, the experienced nurses are my friends or I try to make them my friends because I'm like, hey, can you help me with this? But me just being a pretty independent person myself, sometimes that can be more difficult to navigate. I share all of these things with you just so that I, I may kind of take it a different direction. I want to talk about this quote from Morgan Harper Nichols. This is from October 28th, 2021. If you're not familiar with her, she is an artist and a writer, and she has an Instagram account with all of her work. It's beautiful. It's just very grounding and so, so encouraging. If you just go through her page, you will feel better about yourself, I think. <laughs> so, this one says, I'll read it to you. One day, you're going to look back on this time of your life and see that even when you felt like you were not making progress at all, by choosing to take deep breaths and trust in the process, you were choosing to create a practice of peace. You were choosing to make the most of where you were. You were choosing to sow seeds of courage and faithfulness. You were choosing to trust. There was so much more ahead of you. It's often that moment when you were in process, when you were just practicing, when you are underrated, underestimated, and faced with a thousand unknowns, that everything starts to get really quiet. And in the quiet, there will be inhales and exhales, cycling through your very body that will remind you 
You're still here and it's worth it to keep going, to keep sowing seeds of courage, faithfulness, and bold, audacious hope. For despite all you do not know, you will only continue to grow. Let it be here in the silence you take that deep breath, let the sound of air leaving your frame remind you, even here, there is more ahead. The time you spend practicing will not be in vain. Your commitment to the process will pave the way for all that awaits. I love that so much. I think it's just, it's so beautiful. I love that she says, in the quiet, there will be inhales and exhales cycling through your very body that will remind you, you're still here and it's worth it to keep going, to keep sowing seeds of courage, faithfulness, and bold, audacious hope. For despite all you do not know, you will only continue to grow. I think that's speaking over my life right now because I'm like, oh, there's so many things I don't know. I just want to know them already, but I can't do that. I can't just soak it all in at once. It's all by experience and I will only continue to grow from here as I have grown in the past. I say the same thing to you, whatever you may be facing right now. If it's something new or something you're not familiar with and you feel inadequate or you just feel discouraged in some way about it. Maybe you feel underrated or underestimated and you're facing a lot of unknowns in your life. That's okay. Be there in the silence and trust that that you're sowing seeds of courageousness and faithfulness because there's so much more awaiting for you. And remember that ultimately you are more than what you do, as today's original thought says. The other side of the process is this end goal that I personally struggle with, which is perfection. When I start something new, whether it be a hobby or whether I'm just doing something for the first time, I tend to look up everything there is to know about it. Google is my best friend. I'm Googling everything there is to know about it so that I can be prepared and hopefully do whatever it is, do it well the first time I do it. It's just my natural inclination and my personality. And again, 100% stemmed to my desire to achieve perfection. I love the part of the quote that says, the time you spend practicing will not be in vain. Because that's when practice can get tricky for me. That's when the process gets tricky for me. I'll practice something and if I don't do it well the first time, or maybe I don't do it well the first time, but then I do it again and again. And I'm like, okay, at this point, I should already have it down. And I continue to fail. I get down myself. I get frustrated that I'm not doing it perfectly. And that that's just so obvious that I'm not going to do it well the first time because it's my first time doing it. I just hold myself to that standard. It's definitely not fair to myself. So I just need to stop doing that. But I think it's that control uh, that I desire as well. Control and perfection. It's a nasty combo in people's lives, specifically mine. But I'm, I will say, you know, I think there's ebbs and flows with that. When I was younger, as a child, I was very uptight about things and really liked to control things. But I've, I think I've definitely gotten better and I've become more, okay, let it go. It's fine. Maybe I'll think about it, but I don't get like as up, you know, I don't get my panties in a wad if I don't do something perfectly the first time. I, get, I think it depends on whether, how much I care about the thing that I'm doing. If I care about it a lot, I get stressed. But if it's not something that I'm super passionate about, I can very easily let it go. Overall, though, I'm pretty hard on myself. 
But going back to my unoriginal thought, we are more than the things that we do. It's the easiest thing to get tied up in our daily activities and to allow ourselves to be defined by them. Daily activities meaning your work, your job, your art, your friendships, your relationships, your school. But when our daily activities start to become filled with mistakes or something goes wrong or something's screwed up, whatever it may be, which it will happen and it does happen, we experience doubt about ourselves. Or let's say our daily activities, our routines, they change, which they will and they do. We become lost in who we are. So how do we combat this? How do we fight the desire to achieve perfection, aka something that isn't even attainable in the first place? How do we stop placing our identity in things that we do? I believe by having something for us to place our identity in that will never change is how we can remind ourselves we are more than what we do. Personally, when I feel anxious, whether it's about my performance at work or how I'm perceived by others or whatever it may be, I try and redirect myself towards something that's bigger than me. I remind myself of who the Lord tells me I am and that brings me so much peace. Another way in general that just helps me cope with life um, is reminding myself that the world is so big. It's so big. I am a speck in the dust, truthfully. And in the grand scheme of things, this small moment where I feel really anxious about X, Y, and Z, it's not going to matter in 10 years, much less a week, honestly. I'm the classic overthinker and I mean... Some may say, oh, does that invalidate your feelings that you're currently facing? But for me, I really feel like it helps me regain perspective and genuinely helps me feel better. Maybe that also will help you feel better. The world isn't really paying that much attention to you. Everyone's paying attention to themselves. I could go off about that, how we are our own center of our own universe. It's true. And of course, another way to kind of combat this, I think, it's just simply leaning on the people that are around you because we were definitely not meant to do this life alone. I just wanted to speak on this idea of things that I do forming my identity because it's been something that I've experienced all of my life. I'm really experiencing it right now and I will continue to experience it for the rest of my life. I think right now though, it's just in a more formal way since I have, I guess, a quote job title, figuring out how to handle that and how to remember that my work is not who I am. The challenges that I experience, see, and feel right now, or that you may be experiencing, seeing, or feeling right now, they are necessary. Some challenges are just simply out of our control, and we cannot blame ourselves for those things. Like my patient that was getting aggressive and trying to get out of bed and was going crazy, I couldn't control that, but I found myself being like, oh my gosh, what could I have done better? What could I have blah, blah, blah. I just want to encourage anyone listening throughout whatever struggle you may be experiencing right now to give yourself grace, of course, but appreciate the process you're in, no matter how ugly it's looking. If you've screwed up in some way, you're more than that. If you're doing really well at your job, you're more than that. It goes both ends of the spectrum. That's all I have for today. 
it's a little shorter episode, but um, I appreciate you listening to these unoriginal thoughts. If you listened and you have unoriginal thoughts yourself that you'd like to share with me, please let me know. As always, feel free to subscribe to the podcast and follow on Instagram at unoriginalthoughtspod. I would love to hear your feedback at any point. Also, I forgot that there's Apple podcast reviews. You can leave a review on there too if you're feeling it. I forgot about those. I was like, wait, that could be fun. All right, you are more than the things that you do. Stay unoriginal, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and I hope you have a wonderful day.